Has anyone ever said to you, you know what, you can go to hell? Well, today, that's where we're going. We're going into the inferno in the 14th century Italian poet Dante Alighieri is going to be our guide. Dante was an Italian poet who shattered the norms of his times by writing not in Latin, but in a form of vernacular Italian. And he wrote a three-part epic called The Divine, Divine Comedy, Comedy, which is a trilogy. The first part is about hell, and it's called The Inferno. The middle part is called Purgatorio, and it's about purgatory. And the third part, the finale, is Paradiso, and it's about paradise, heaven. And today, we are going to focus on part one in that trilogy, and that is the inferno, hell. And there are nine layers of hell, according to Dante. Now, Dante is doing fan fiction here. This is not in the Bible. It's not even really in Catholic tradition. And what Dante is doing is he's doing a morality play on the different kinds of sin and layering those sins from least sinful to most sinful. Now, I don't wish anyone to go to hell, but for educational purposes, are you ready to take the elevator down into the inferno? If so, let's go. My name is Dr. Taylor Marshall. Welcome to my podcast named the Dr. Taylor Marshall Podcast. I hope you enjoy this. And at the end, if you like it, consider liking and subscribing. As we look at the map of Dante's Inferno, you'll see that the sins go from sins of the flesh, and then they move into worse sins of the soul, sins of the spirit. And so we begin at layer number one, and that layer is called limbo. You may have heard of the phrase waiting in limbo, and that is because layer one in hell is not really hell proper. It is what in the Hebrew Bible is called Sheol, or Jesus in the Gospel of Luke calls it Abraham's bosom. It's actually a pleasant place. And in the Old Testament, before Jesus died on the cross, the Old Testament righteous like Moses, Abraham, Sarah, so forth, they went to limbo or Sheol or Abraham's bosom. And it wasn't a place of torment. It was a waiting room where they waited for the Messiah to come and die on the cross. And there they were waiting in limbo. Also, unbaptized babies are said to go to limbo. And in Dante's Inferno, he actually expands limbo beyond what Catholic theology would accept. And in limbo, he places the righteous pagans. So if you walked around Dante's limbo, you'd see people like Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, etc. They were philosophical. They were virtuous. And so they don't burn in hell. They get to hang out in limbo. So that's level one. And the reason there's nine layers to the inferno is layer one isn't really a place of torment. So below layer one, you're going to have four layers pertaining to sins of the body and then four layers pertaining to sins of the soul. That's how it works out generally. 
So we move on to layer number two, and layer number two is for the lustful. This is sexual sins. And as we move down, you'll see that these are different appetites. Now, you may be thinking, well, I thought sexual sins were really, 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 really bad in Christianity. And that's true. Sexual sins land you in hell. These would include fornication, which is having sex before marriage, adultery, having sex with someone who's not your partner, and so on and so forth. The reason why sexual sins are stressed so much is they may not be the worst sin on the whole eight layers that we're about to descend into, but it is the most common sin that the devils use to tempt humanity and bring them into hell. So that's why the second layer is for the lustful, for sexual sins. Now, there'll be some more sexual sins to come, for example, sodomy, but we'll get to that. Now, layer number three is gluttony. These are people who are beyond their appetite when it comes to food and to alcohol. So this would include drunkenness. So we're moving from layer two, which is the loins, lust, and now we're moving to layer three, which is the belly. Next, we move to layer number four, and this is where the greedy go. So these are people who have an appetite not for sexuality or gluttony in their stomach, but they have an appetite, an inordinate desire for money. They're greedy, they're avaricious, they're prodigal, and these people are actually worse than the lustful and the gluttonous, which places them on level four. Next, we move on to layer five, and here we have the wrathful. So these are, again, sins of the flesh. This is anger. This is the boiling over of your physical appetite, your irascible appetite for control, losing control. So the wrathful end up here on level number five. So that sets us up already with the first five layers, and we've moved through the bodily sins of those first Four. So again, we're count, not really counting limbo as layer one. Then we have the loins, lust, the stomach, gluttony. Then we have our greed, avarice, and then our hatred, our wrath, our anger. Now we move on and we have to cross the river Styx, which is actually an ancient pagan motif. And by crossing the river Styx, Dante brings us in from the body to the soul. So from now on, we're going to be seeing sins that are chiefly sins against the soul. These are spiritual sins, and they're considered much more grave, much more mortal than the sins we've seen above. Remember, everything above us is still really bad. It gets you to hell, but these are going to put you really deep and beyond the river sticks. We enter into the sixth level, and the sixth level is that of heresy. Heresy is considered to be a very grave mortal sin. What is heresy? Heresy comes from the Greek word to choose, to make a choice. And in the Catholic mindset, heresy is choosing your own beliefs and not accepting what Jesus Christ and the apostles taught and left for the church. In other words, you pick and choose your doctrine. Sometimes people refer to this as 
cafeteria Christianity or cafeteria Catholicism. You have your tray and you'll say, well, I'll take some of the red jello and I'll take the fried chicken, but I don't want any of those vegetables. I don't want that. So similarly, the idea of heresy is that you say, yeah, I want a loving God and I want to believe in heaven and, and Jesus as my shepherd, but I don't want to hear anything about hell or taking up your cross or suffering. So anytime you pick and choose, customize your religion, you are committing heresy. And that involves believing the wrong things. So heresy ultimately is a form of pride. You're saying, I know better than Jesus and the apostles and what has been preserved over time as Christian doctrine, and I'm going to make my own way. I'm going to do it my way. After the sixth layer of hell, which is heresy, we move into the seventh layer of hell, which is the level of violence. And Dante subdivides violence into three sections. Violence against other people, murder. Violence against myself, self-murder, a.k.a. suicide. And then he has various forms of violence against God, and you'll be surprised about what those are. Now, clearly, you can't commit violence against God who is all spiritual. It's true. His son, Jesus Christ, came and was sentenced to death under Pontius Pilate and was crucified. So there is that, and we'll get to that as we get deeper into hell. But violence against God in this life takes on three forms for Dante. Number one, blasphemy. What is blasphemy? Blasphemy is not only when you take God's name in vain, but you curse him. You speak evil to him. So you may not be punching God with a fist, but with your words, you are hurling insults or violence against God. That lands you in this zone. Also, here is sodomy. This surprises a lot of people. Sodomy for Dante is homosexual activity. Now, why would that be violence against God? Well, in Dante's mind and in the Catholic mind, sodomy is a form of unnatural vice. So you're taking what it means to be a human in the image and likeness of God, and you're taking the body and you're abusing it and trying to use the procreative function of being a man or of being a woman and thwarting it. So it's the idea that you're taking the procreative powers, energy, and then you're doing something that is non-procreative. So it's against nature. And that is violence against God because we are made in God's image. And then the third act of violence against God, you probably would never guess this one. It is usury. Now, what is usury? Usury is the crime of charging interest on loans. The idea here is that you are taking money and you are making money, more money, by doing nothing. All right. And in the Middle Ages, this was seen as violence against God. It's very similar to sodomy when you think about it. You're taking something which is meant to be used for good, for growth, for, you know, taking care of your family, buying shelter, buying clothes, food. And you're using that money in such a way not to buy goods or to help the poor do anything, but to make more money. So you can be guaranteed that Dante would place all the bankers, all the payday loan people, and all the credit card companies right here in the seventh 
layer of hell as violence against God. In fact, I think if you look at all nine levels, I think our era, our time period, would be most surprised by Dante's treatment of violence against God. Blasphemy, sodomy, usury. So far, we have traveled seven layers of hell. We got two more to go. If you're enjoying this, please like the video. I really appreciate it. And please do me the honor of subscribing to this video. There's over a million people who subscribe to my podcast on Facebook and on YouTube and Rumble. So please do the honors and subscribe. And I guarantee you'll get more information in future videos, especially as I plan to touch on the theological concepts throughout Dante's, not only his Inferno, but the entire Divine Comedy. And this episode of the Dr. Taylor Marshall Podcast comes to you from the new St. Thomas Institute, where I teach online courses on philosophy, theology, Bible, and history. If you've ever wanted to go back to school and maybe learn about Aristotle or St. Augustine or Thomas Aquinas or Socrates or go through the Old and New Testament, I've got courses ready for you right now. So go to New St. Thomas Institute and sign up as a student today. You go to nsti.com, nsti.com. Layer 8 is all about fraud. And the first section in Layer 8 is for pimps and seducers, and they do exactly what you think they would do. They commit fraud by promising sexual favors, in exchange for money. And that lands you right here into layer eight. Also here in this section, we have flatterers, people who use not sex as in the section above, but they use their words to flatter people in exchange of manipulation and getting what they want from you. That puts you in hell. Next, you have the simonist or the simoniacs. This is not one that people know today. The sin of simony or simony goes back to the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, there was a man named Simon the Magician. And when he saw the power of the apostles, Peter and the apostles, he went to Peter and he says, hey, I want to give you some money and you give me the power that y'all have as apostles. So he was the first person ever who tried to buy the office of an apostle or of a bishop. And Peter straight up tells him, you can go to hell, Simon. So ever since then, the sin of trying to buy ecclesiastical church offices or to buy spiritual things or buy sacraments or buy holy anything, that's the sin of simony. And it falls under this eighth circle of fraud because you're trying to manipulate people by selling or by buying spiritual goods. And that lands you squarely in to level eight. Below the Simonists are the magicians, the diviners, and those that do astrology. What's going on here? They're committing fraud by using the stars and natural elements to create potion, to turn lead into gold, or whatever they're trying to accomplish to manipulate other people. And that is fraud. This is like celestial or universal or cosmic fraud. It's what magicians, astrologers, and diviners do to earn this spot in the inferno. Below them are those that take bribes. They're willing to bend justice or do illegal favors for money under the desk. 
that lands them in level eight. And they are right there with the hypocrites. And with the hypocrites are the thieves as well. The hypocrites are using spirituality. They're putting on a mask. That's what hypocrite means. I'm so holy. I'm so spiritual. And in the meantime, they're living a sinful life, but they use it as a cloak for their sin. Thieves, that's obvious. They're just straight up taking your money, which is a form of fraud. Then you come to fraudulent counselors. These are people who give advice to other people fraudulently. They're giving you bad advice. Have you ever thought about that? Giving someone bad advice to hurt them or to manipulate people in your favor puts you in hell, according to Dante. And right below them are the sowers of scandal and the schismatics. Sowing scandal is pretty obvious. You're trying to divide people. You're trying to bring things out into the limelight, true or false, so that you can divide people. Schism, the schismatics, are doing that on a spiritual level. And here, by the way, Dante places the Muslim prophet Muhammad because he divided so many people and broke them off of Christianity. So the sin of the schismatics is, is they're dividing the church. It's a spiritual division that's happening through scandal. And then in this last subsection of the eighth layer of hell, we have those who are fraudulent in four different categories. First off, those who falsify money, right? They're using inflation or they're using, uh, they're chipping away the value of coins or using base metal for coins, or they're using false scales, which is condemned in the Bible to cheat people as you buy and sell. They're also fraudulent in persons, pretending to be someone when they're not someone. Falsifiers of coins, and then of course, falsifiers of words. And that pretty much catches everybody for the sin of fraud in layer eight. And now, and now we now enter, enter, enter in, in, enter in, in to the darkest, darkest, darkest pit, pit of, the abyss, of the abyss, the abyss, the, the ninth circle. 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 And what sin characterizes the ninth circle? Treachery. That is the worst sin for Dante. And he breaks it into four kinds of treachery. The first kind of treachery is treachery against family. And who is there signifying that? Cain. You remember Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel, and Cain murdered Abel. He betrayed his own blood brother, killed him. And so he signifies treachery against family, treachery against brother. The next form of treachery dealt with by Dante is treachery against your country. And this is signified by the pre-Christian figure of Antinor. The next form of treachery is treachery against guests, and this is signified by Ptolemy. And then the worst kind of treachery of all time is treachery against God. And who committed treachery against God? but Judas Iscariot, who betrayed the Son of Man with a kiss and handed him over for a false trial to be murdered, to be scourged, to be placed up on the cross, naked, humiliated, and yet 
God used it for good because the Son of God, who was the Son of Man, fully God, fully man, died for redemption, for the forgiveness of sin, for everyone who would receive it. That is the worst sin of all. So at the very pit of hell, at the very bottom, you have Lucifer, you have Satan, who also committed treachery against God. In the beginning, God had all the angels, and one of those angels said, I will not serve you, God. And he led a third of the angels in rebellion against God. You can read about that in the book of Revelation, chapter 12. So he also committed treachery. So at the bottom of hell, Dante has Satan, and Satan has three faces, which is a mockery of God, who is three divine persons, not three faces, but three divine persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in those three mouths, in the middle mouth, he is chewing on Judas Iscariot's body forever. And then on the two side faces, he's chewing on Brutus and Cassius, who were the two men who betrayed Julius Caesar, the Roman emperor. So Judas Iscariot is literally the bubblegum of Satan forever. He gets gnawed on by Satan, and they're there at the bottom of hell. And it's interesting, Dante makes the bottom of hell cold, not fiery. Why? Because the further you are from the love of God, the colder it gets. The warmth of divine charity is not present. So Satan is actually frozen in a block of ice, chewing on Judas Iscariot at the bottom of level nine in the inferno. All right, are y'all ready to get out of hell? I am. Those are the nine layers of hell. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What did Dante miss? What did I miss? Leave a comment below. I will be reading them and engaging with them. And please subscribe, because I will do a future video on various people that Dante places in hell. He even places popes in hell. So I'm going to go through that. So make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so that you don't miss that. Also, check out the new St. Thomas Institute to take online courses with me. And I have two more videos that you'll like. I have this one on the four layers of hell, according to St. Thomas Aquinas. And I have this popular video on the Nephilim, which were the giants allegedly sired by fallen angels and humans before the flood of Noah. So pick one of these videos and keep watching. God bless.